listening to Kevin and the Spleen. No one's gonna ever love me. 1098.5 Radio QWX. Real quick. Bussin' no cap. No, 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 no cap. Really smack you in the ass with flavor. There you go. This show is about depression, anxiety, PTSD, and chronic illness. We going quick. We're trying to keep you on the path to the ride home on the evening time. It's a fucking zoo. Make it quicks. With the quicks radio. White lives do not matter. Hey, 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 what's up, homies and bomies, the bronies and the sister knees, and all the knees in between the legs, baby. That's it. It's Kevin and Spleen here coming to you live from the internet. I don't know, but you know it's going to happen, and you know it's that, and it's that's happening, baby. That's the new name of the show. It's not even... Kevin in the spleen anymore. We're, we're taking things offline. As you know, I got let go from Quick Network for saying white lives do not matter. <laughs> and even though I uh, uh, apologize profusely and dedicated my life to all sorts of anti Semitic causes in the hopes of getting back into the network good graces they would not relent and so we're coming here from my bedroom today and that's why the set looks a bit different and uh what's up folks you got me the spleen coming up next we got skeeter and the dirt man (laughs) i've been listening to old episodes we did this kind of bit but but i i was i was skeeter and, and jeff was the dirt man do you remember this that that was yes that was one of my favorites <laughs> yeah damn skeeter is pretty good like skeeter i mean it, and it's funny because it's it's organic but it's the same it's the same impetus that got me to be the spleen you know it's still like you know it's gotta be something that's not it's like maybe it used, it's like bean you know kevin and bean or whatever it's the same kind of idea i don't know whatever whatever Kevin, I got to close my door. Say something for exactly two seconds and my headphones are still on. So it better not be bad about me. No, this isn't, this is nothing bad about Spencer. I just, wh- why, why we're shutting your door? Oh, well, my cat, the cat in? you know how cats are. Okay. He might, my key, my door, just the bear like closed, but not clicked closed. And in any certain, you know, this is, this is, you know, everybody knows this, this is so precedented in terms of life and cartoons and comics and stuff but you know the cat she wants to be out she's out she wants to be in you know it it always seems like the big problem is she just doesn't want the door uh closed maybe that's what it is like she's like oh no this door i'm gonna be trapped in here forever but if it's open then it's like well this is fine you know i don't have to worry about my future I have, I'm going to have to shit later and this door is closed, you know, um, she knows how to open the door on her own. Uh, so it's not a bit, but, and see, she's back and I'm, I'm going to have to close the door again. Uh, <laughs> got any soap boxes to get on soap boxes? Uh, no, but we did just get some golden retriever puppies, two of them. And even though they're only 10 weeks old, they have grown enough that one of them now has learned to be able to reach up and just open doors by himself now. Oh, yeah. So that's just completely ruined keeping them out of, in or out of anything we want them to. They can just, you know, he can just reach up and use a door handle like a human. 
Yeah, I used to have this Great Dane named Virgil, and it was a really big dog. It was so big. He was so big that. How big was he? <laughs> he was so big that anytime we encountered anybody in public with the dog, they would always make the same exact fucking joke. And uh, the joke was, is that a dog or a horse? It's like, well, clearly it's a dog. I mean, it doesn't. Dogs and horses look very different from each other. You know? um, and there's Jason. She's leaving. So I might I might leave the door. She opened the door on her own. I might I might leave it this time. Um, unless you got any other soapbox. No. Um, but yeah, so the dogs, last we left off, the dogs were shitting. Uh, yes. I mean, I guess they're still shitting on they some level. Are, but is yes. that still Frankly, is that yes. still happening? Like this with the same kind of intensity or whatever? No, they, they've gotten a lot better now. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. still obviously having bowel movements as healthy dogs are, but it's it's in a more productive, right. healthy manner. Yeah. Same with my cat, man. I'm thinking about like we gotta do something. About this. We gotta turn that off somehow. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, Kevin, but I'm actually um, something looks different about me. You want to guess what it is? Yeah, have you done something with your hair? I'm- yeah, I got a haircut, everybody. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, I got a haircut. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm wearing a mask. Um, I'm wearing a mask to avoid COVID. And that's all I will say on the matter in order to avoid, shall we say, legal trouble. Um, now Jason is doing the thing where she just goes into the bathroom and meows. Um, <laughs> it's... I don't know. I don't know why she does it. Uh, a friend of mine said, oh, that's just what cats do. They like the echoing of the hard walls or something. And honestly, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't think that's what ha- what's happening. I don't know. But it's great. Um, when my cat does it, I will. Can you tell we have nothing to talk about on the show? Uh, but <laughs> when she does it, she'll kind of do it for a while until I either pay attention to her or don't pay attention to her. And then she'll walk back in like nothing happened, like she didn't just do that. But if I do go into the bathroom, she'll like look at me and then she'll leave the bathroom. Like what? What the fuck are you? What? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Why'd you come in here? I was just doing that. You think I did something in here? I wasn't meowing. That wasn't me. <laughs> like it's like I don't. I don't know. Uh, my my assumption is just that she wants attention on some level, but then it's she has a weird. It's like if you want attention, then. Why don't you do something when I go into the bathroom, right? Why would you just leave kind of immediately? Um, is, is she the type of cat that if you get up at four in the morning, go to the bathroom, she has to join you and supervise? Uh, yeah, it depends on how um, sleepy she is. So like sometimes she's like comfy and she doesn't want to get up. But if she's not like in that mode, she'll she'll generally follow me. Uh, um, you know, I wake up usually about four in the morning, six in the morning to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah. We haven't hit the bottom of the barrel at all. Um, <laughs> and I'd say more than half the time she's not there, but she, uh, at around six, she gets really hungry and she expresses that by, I don't know. She doesn't come walk on my head. Like a lot of cats do that I've seen in videos and stuff, but she'll, she'll jump onto the bed and then she'll jump over me and then she'll jump onto me and then she'll jump off the bed and she'll just kind of like hop around. <laughs> until i uh realize oh that's she's she's wanting to get food and then so i have to get the food and the whole ordeal canned food sucks dude um i had to switch to canned food 
to help her her issues and it's a real hassle because unless they eat one unit of cat food you know um every eating time or whatever then you're dealing with leftovers and it's like i gotta put that can in the fridge or i have to like carve the inside of this can out with a spoon and i don't want to fucking use a normal food spoon it's got cat food on it you know it's like it's a this whole it's just this logistical problem then you have all these cans that are full of like you know uh animal fats that go rancid and it's like i don't know so i'm having to throw out cans go to the dumpster every day or whatever um you know otherwise deal with it somehow it's it's uh it's a whole thing i don't know i don't know man man did you listen to the matt episode or were you busy I listened to bits and pieces of it as I was editing it, but not the entire thing start to finish. So how did you know what to edit? Just the, the, the beginning and the end or whatever, where music's things are? Uh, the beginning, the end, and then I did the auto transcription thing and searched for my name the couple times you called me out to do things. So that right, worked out right. pretty well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The transcription, man. Technology is amazing, huh? It is. It's it's uncannily good at, at transcribing stuff now. It went from useless to nearly perfect in a couple of years. So my cat has left and came back and left and come back again. That's at least like five different leavings and coming back. So, you know, what's she doing? What's what's her plan here? I guess she just wants to have more of a, a room to move around than just this prison that I myself am confined to. Um, I don't know, man technology's great matt apodaca is great podcasts are great not this podcast but you know sometimes sometimes it's good did you do Um, anything for halloween you know what no i don't i was gonna rant about about this to matt but i didn't get around to it but i don't like halloween i don't like i don't like holidays and i don't like halloween probably the most of all but um like holidays just kind of remind me how out of sync i am with uh the rest of society like um and i think a lot of people you know get feelings like this because all sorts of kind of things that have become i don't know disneyfied in the public consciousness or something when people compare their lives to that and go this is what i'm doing you know i think that can lead a lot of problems you know it's just not having like a standard nuclear family or something for for a lot of people can be all like what am i doing wrong and it's like you're not doing anything wrong it's just television is has depicted nuclear family for long enough that it seems like it's normal and it's not necessarily normal whatever but holidays have always um been annoying for me uh i think it started when i was like more teenaged and stuff when you know a lot of people would have like halloween parties and i would never get invited i would never get invited to like any parties that happened like ever um until i was like out of high school and then i just had a couple friends who were always just doing parties and then um i would go to those but i felt out of place there too but anyway but so there would always be holiday or halloween parties and i would never get invited and i'd be like fuck man you know this sucks and then when i would go to parties you know halloween or otherwise then well not other halloween because i there i wasn't invited to those um but you know normal parties i would just be like man i don't don't fit in here you know this just sucks it's just a reminder of how like i could be at a party and there's still this weird wall between me and normal people you know um definitely part of it was 
the fact that I don't like drinking and um, I don't like drinking for various reasons. But one of the reasons I don't like drinking was because I would smoke weed. And if you smoke weed and then drink, it gets you really, really fucked up. A lot of people like that, um, you know, crossfaded is what they call it. But for me, it would just be like, I'd just instantly get sick. I'd like the room would be spinning and I'd have to throw up. It would just be awful. So I, and then anytime I would break it at all, um, it would happen. Like there wasn't, if I smoked, there wasn't a safe level that I could drink. I did a lot of experimenting because it's like, you know, let's see. And then and the other people could do it just fine. Um, but so, yeah, I would just smoke and then smoking at parties where other people are drinking, you're getting like paranoid, right? As everyone else is like losing their barriers and inhibitions. And that's not a good mental state to be in compared to everyone else. You know, then you're just like overanalyzing and worrying about everything. And then, you know, then I would be like, well, I don't want to drink because I want to leave. You know, I want to be able to leave the party because first of all, even if I'm not just smoking or drinking, it's not great. I'm feeling weird about it. So it's like, I'm not going to put up with this all night. But, you know, second of all, you know, if you're high, it's even worse. And you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And so if you've been drinking at all, then it's like, and this was, of course, before Uber and stuff. And I lived in a suburb, so it's not like taxis worth thing. And my parents were always like, <laughs> my parents were always like, hey, man, we get it. If you ever drink, um, don't drive home. You can just call us and let us know and we'll pick you up. And the one time that happened, they were like, no. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of formative events in my life that uh, taught me that my parents were uh, scum. But, you know, that was definitely one of them. Um, it's fucked me up, man. I think that I'm like afraid to ask for help, which is a very normal and even healthy human behavior. Not just healthy and it lets you solve problems, but it's healthy in the sense that like it builds community. People like when you lean on them and ask them for help and stuff. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't ask me for help because when you ask people for help, they say no. And then you're more fucked than if you had figured out some bullshit fix to do on your own because you couldn't ask for help, you know, like, you know, you're, you're just fucked and now you can't drive home and, and your parents won't help or whatever, you know, it's like a really traumatic kind of, kind of thing. Um, anyway, so Halloween out of all the holidays felt the most like that out of all the events, it just felt like, and also when I was a kid, um, you know, I was a big kid, so I stopped trick-or-treating really early um, because when I would go trick-or-treating, people would be like, aren't you too old to go trick-or-treating? Meanwhile, there's like 17-year-olds that didn't look, that weren't, you know, six feet tall, so they could, you know, still get away with it, but um, I don't like that. I don't like being questioned, so I just stopped. Um, whereas, so then, like, on the other side of it, the friends that were doing that before we were getting invited to parties, I wasn't really part of that either, <laughs> so it's just like in all ways it's just like you're not normal you don't fit in there's not a place for you you know and other holidays do that to me too thanksgiving you know i don't go to my parents for thanksgiving i don't go to the family for thanksgiving um you know that was more self-inflicted but it would just be it just anytime we would go on a trip or anything it would just be really stressful and it's like at, at some point i was like wait i can not do this and it was generally better to not do it, even though I really like Thanksgiving food and I like hanging out for Christmas and stuff. It, it can be fun, but yeah. But then we'd go to the family and the family would be like, you still work at Barnes and Noble? And I'd be like, I never worked at Barnes and Noble. 
worked at Borders, which has been shut down for five years now. <laughs> Is that what you mean? And so, you know, it's not fun having this, like literally the same conversations. Um, at some point, someone in my extended family on my mom's side married, you know, some other people and they had like uh, European grandparents or the, the, the wife was had European parents. And so then sometimes there would just be like this year old European couple at the party and they were really cool. Like it was great to talk to them. Like they weren't like that in conversation. They weren't like, Hey, you still working at Barnes and Noble. They were cool. And so they were kind of my favorite, that, that like group of people that kind of entered the family were, were kind of a saving grace for a while. And everyone, like my cousins and stuff were all good deal older than me, like generally at least 10 years older than me. So when they started marrying, you know, the family started growing and there was more kind of cool people that was like, that weren't, uh, that didn't have the same interactions. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm reclusive. Like, so like when things start going, you know, don't go my way, <laughs> excuse me. When things don't go my way, my instinct is to just like, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to tell other people to change. I'm going to leave and then I don't have to deal with the problem anymore. That's not a good solution. You know, again, it spurs from, I think, my upbringing, um, where it's like my parents were both really passive aggressive and conflict was seen as this horrendous thing in our family. And conflict only ever happens when things like hit a boiling point and fucking explode and it was terrifying. Um, but, you know, uh, so, so, you know, the passive aggressive is really, it's a bad way to be. It's a really toxic personality trait. It's bad for forming relationships and stuff. Um, and it's like, and, and just it not being active kind of conflict assertiveness is, is really bad. So instead of, you know, trying to deal with any of these problems, I was like, I'm out. And then that became really easy. So I stopped doing Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are kind of the main holidays, you know, there's like Easter, but you're not a kid. Easter is just either you go to church or you don't. Right. I don't know. What about you and Halloween? Um, I mean, my adult life, I've never really done anything for it except for the last few years now that we have a four-year-old here that is so into Halloween. She talks about sure. it for six months. So I get excited for her, but that's, you know, that that's about all I do for Halloween. Um, like this yeah. year, we have a little golf cart and I put a trailer behind it and we filled it up with hay and decorated it with lights and uh, spider webs and stuff like that. And then took her and one of her friends from school um, all around the neighborhood trick-or-treating. And that was fun to watch. But that's kind of more of a passive appreciation of Halloween than actually doing anything. Yeah. Did you, uh, was that fitting in the character of the neighborhood? Um, yes, because a lot of other families in the, in the neighborhood do this. And I, we did not they put up any. Carts. Yes. This is one of the few, like, I don't want to say too much just to kind of give away where I live. But one of the few neighborhoods in this area that allows golf carts on the street like you get license plates on them and everything and you can just drive them mm -hmm. on the streets yeah um so yeah everybody here has a golf cart of some kind and i don't want to reveal too much but let's just say kennedy was assassinated there is that <laughs> yes <laughs> that was in like texas or something right um i live in a book depository um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I was. This is like probably the stupidest fucking thing, and also not just stupid, but like one of the nerdiest ways to get there. But like at some point in my life, I realized uh, like having a kid is. <laughs> in in some RPGs, MMORPGs, there's a concept called prestiging, where 
you, you your character reverts to level zero, but you have like a a more powerful stat progression. Um, and so it's like you got to start from zero again. But this time, once you get to level 100, the second time or whatever, your character will be like more powerful. And having a kid is kind of like prestiging. Like you, you can go through kind of like the same development, but it's it's just like an alternate take, or it's kind of like New Game Plus, I guess, too. You know, you get to keep you get to keep all the equipment and items, magic items that you accrued uh, up till this point. But you know, you can take some different paths. Um, but you know, I don't know. That's really the end of that thought. You know. You could take a different class. Well, you can get your kids to take, you know, a different class. It's like, what if you, you know, maybe try to be DPS this time or something? <laughs> I mean, there there is a, I, I think a, a lot of truth in that because I don't know how to say this without it coming off weird, but like, I kind of reached the point in my life where I, like, you know, when you're playing a video game and like you've just like, there's nothing left to do in the game other right. than go around and like squish level one things because you're bored, you know? Yeah, yeah sometimes life feels that way and like i think having a kid kind of is like that of you know hey this it's this whole new map you know that i didn't know was there before so yeah i I think there is a lot of wisdom to what you were just saying yeah that's what i mean and i think like psychologically i think there's something to like you know you develop you have as your kid you're told you could be like whatever you want and so you have all these ideas and then as you like go through high school and college and stuff it's like well i have all these dreams but i'm kind of like focused in on a couple things and then either you do that and it's not you know as satisfying as you wanted or it just doesn't work out for you or whatever you know you kind of go through that path your dreams become more realistic or and less kind of grand and then you also just kind of get destroyed by life and it's like well now what do i do i mean i'm i'm 30 i'm 40 and this is this is it it's like is this going to be the rest of my life just going to do this for another 40 50 years like why why not just kill myself but then uh having a kid it's like oh you know it's the same fucking shit but it has such completely different meaning because now it's not about me and my dreams it's about you know being a part of this unit providing for your kid in the next generation and it kind of completely shifts your goals to another cycle that then takes you know probably at this point like the next third of your life it's more like thirds as opposed to like half this is maybe what it used to be um but yeah it's 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 pretty i don't know it's yeah it's and i don't know i have this theory that like i guess part of it's not even a theory but you know like um and uh, I don't know. Have I talked about this before? Whatever. Uh, you know, when I talk about that time, Jeff had sex with young people instead. That's that's the more fresh content our fans are looking for. Um, but like, I think that happiness is not supposed to be an end goal. It's not supposed to be a thing you can achieve. You know, look at Elon Musk. He's <laughs> the most miserable man in the world. Uh, but you know, like because as a species we're supposed to like hunt and pursue things and then obviously as part of evolution we're supposed to like populate the world you know you're supposed to spread our seed or whatever and so like neither of those function if you could reach some end point and say like well i'm done i'm satisfied i'm gonna be satisfied for the rest of my life i'm good let me just kill myself you know there's nothing where else can i go from here you know it has to it has to like feel good while you're in the chase while you're in the hunt and then 
after you've caught them and then as you catch the beast you get this spurt of uh you know uh oxytocin or whatever uh that that whatever it's, it's been a long day um uh, i don't know i don't know what the chemical is um you know serotonin there's there's, there's other ones too there's there's all the, it turns out there's a lot of chemicals but you have to get some spurt for the reward and then that reward has to go away and then you go to go like i'm sad again i should go chase another animal because last time i did that didn't that feel good you know um because otherwise you won't you won't keep chasing and then in you know in sex it's like you have one kid or whatever and you know if you never feel the need to like have more kids then um you know maybe the maybe the animal race uh goes extinct it's like no you have to you have to keep wanting it you have to keep needing you know to be unsatisfied to go after it again and um you know what that kind of leads you to is don't try to hang your hat on um some end goal that you think will make make it happy you know you can follow you can you can give way to the illusion to make yourself feel better about it but it's not like if you if you keep doing things and keep trying things and you know it's like but i'm not fundamentally satisfied forever it's not like that's some defect you know it's not like this means you're broken as a person it's like no everybody goes through that it's normal to do that so it's like we can we can just try and do different stuff and be happy in the chase that's kind of that's kind of all we can do you know i don't know whatever i gotta close my door (laughs) kevin take it away um yeah no i i i think there is a lot of wisdom in what you're saying there um you know i think i'm a wise guy yeah once you get to a certain point in life i think it's, it's easy to just get complacent and then once you get complacent you get bored and then once you get bored you become unhappy and once you've reached that point, it's really hard to figure out what it is that you're missing because you're not really missing anything. You know, it, it's it's easy to be looking for the, okay, well, I just need this and I'll be happy, or I need to do this, or I need to chase this goal. And that sometimes is not what the problem is. It's just, you've reached kind of this satiation of dopamine or just accomplishments or or whatever. And that's a really hard rut to get out of. You know, like I, I felt myself in that a few times where I'm just like, you know, not that I have everything I want in life or that I have, you know, this easy life or anything, but I've just, I reached a point where I'm like, okay, I can solve these few problems I have left, but, but now what, you know, like that I'm not going to be any different than I am right now. So why chase those? And if I'm not chasing those, then what's the point in any of this? You know, I, I don't know. That sounds really fatalistic, but it's, it's a hard rut to get yourself out of yeah but i think what you said is like that's that's the truth of it it's not like you 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 tend to go like what am i missing what's wrong with me what more should be done to perfect this puzzle and what's missing is the realization that where you're at is the stage in the cycle that's meant to be a cycle it's not meant to be a line that has a termination point you know um and 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 being on that cycle this is the part where it's like i better start over i better try to get back on the horse or whatever it's not it's not like oh i just need to go to this next line that's 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 a little bit farther you know it's not it's not how it works it's forever which it is kind of fatalistic uh but you know that's why if you're feeling like that have kids maybe even if you're in a bad relationship (laughs) What could go like wrong? everybody always says you know having kids solves all of your life problems just just jump ahead and do it yeah yeah 
I feel like there was something food related that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I was I was thinking about it earlier, but I can't I can't remember what the food was. I don't know. I went on a white walk. I've been trying. It's been colder out, so I've been trying to go on hikes and stuff. But I don't think I have the the physical acuity to do the hikes I used to do. The hike I would used to do it was basically just like this really severe uphill climb that was basically like climbing stairs like it was that steep and a couple kind of uh like less uh steep inclines until you got to the top and then from there it was like a lot easier and there was a good good while where you could kind of walk it off and it was straight you know it wasn't uphill but it's like it's basically like you're just climbing up an entire you know I don't know. I never know what to say when I want to say mountain, but it's like small mountain, you know, because it's like, I wouldn't call that a hill. It's definitely like a mountain, but it's not like I'm at the bottom of this mountain and now I'm at the top of this mountain. That would take, you know, days or something. Uh, but you know, this little mountain, you just got to walk all the way up. I don't think I could do it. I'm so fucking fat. I've noticed lately. I don't know. I, I eat food on my Patreon, but I don't even think it's, it's eating food on my Patreon. I think it's just like, I don't know. I'm just going to absolutely rip shit on food and it's not good um but you know like my face wearing a mask looks puffier and fatter than it used to it's not good um and so i'm out of breath a lot more um than i used to be because i used to go on hikes for a while until it got really hot um but so i've just been trying to find other like more uh easy going kind of walks and hikes and there's this place called the haha mangna watershed park um which is it's it's over by jpl in in uh, pasadena and it's this area that you know in times past was a lake and now since it's california in 2022 it's fucking just a dry flat but it had this trail and i was following around along the trail and i was doing i was like getting back to my youth because this is something i did as a kid a lot i would just go kind of like tromping through the wilderness and and but not just hiking but specifically what i would do is i would get sticks you know and i'd hit the leaves and the dead 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 weeds and stuff and you know when you you found a better stick than the stick you have you trade up you know so i was get grabbing a stick i was hitting stuff i was trading it up i got a big ass stick i got like a walking stick caliber stick with like a big curve on it it was actually heavier it was maybe not the ideal stick because it was a bit too heavy to like swing uh evenly but it was great. I was, you know, I was walking around. I was leaning on this walking stick. I was, I was hitting the, hitting the plants. And, uh, I was like, man, this is just like when I was a kid. And it's like something so like, I don't know, great about it. It's like, I haven't done it in a while. Done a lot of hikes and they're great. But the thing with the stick and getting different sticks was like, this is, this is fucking awesome. And also in a lot of the areas I hit, there's not actually sticks. So this one had, had a bunch of sticks to, to trade for, trade with. It was great. There's this big, uh, wooden, <laughs> There's this like I think it was like a burnt tree that is like falling apart, like a, a dying dead kind of sapling kind of tree or something, and it was behind a fence, and I whacked it with the, my final stick, and it just exploded like the whole thing exploded. I was like, this is so fucking satisfying. It's just you know, it's like the simplest shit in the world, you know. But I, I was I was I was really feeling it. And I was like, man, this is fucking great. This is what I need is more stick trading in my life, you know. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, like we lived in a suburb, but the suburb had all these kind of like grassland areas between that it was you know didn't really belong to anyone. We just kind of go through there. There's areas that people had dug up and like made like pits and kind of caves almost. Um, 
we go hang out there and you know it was just it's like kid world stuff you know where it's just like this is not something adults do because it's not like a presidential hiking trail it's just you're going through like a cow field or something you know and not even like the part of the cow field that the people are the part of the cow field that the cows go to and then they come back you know miles miles elsewhere um but it was great but what was the food i don't know man i wish i could remember tell you what though i got some tacos today right before the show i went to this place called like carnitas michiocana or something um and uh i've drove by it a lot and it's always been pretty happening like the line is pretty not long but like there's always action whereas a lot of these places there's not a lot of action you know and i don't know people talk a lot about the mexican food in la and i'm not saying it's bad i think it's definitely better than a lot of other places the authenticness really goes a long way you know but in my opinion there's a lot of bad mexican food in la again it's probably better than the bad mexican food in other states and places but there's a lot of places where i'll go and i'll be like man i shouldn't have gone here i should have gone to like anywhere else and stuff but you know you see there's so many taco trucks and mexican food places that it's like you want to try all of them just to see what's going on it's always uh it's like uh as close as i do to gambling i guess really um but uh, it's it's it was good i went to that place it's called carnitas so oh but like specifically one of the worst food mexican foods is carnitas like i've had good carnitas and they can be fucking amazing like transcendent but the vast vast majority of them are dry flavorless pork bullshit and it's like and people you know carnitas also just have this um like legacy or something this kind of uh nobility to them people like elevate them because they're so authentic but it's like yeah but they could be authentic fucking sawdust like it's not it's not good and so i'll usually try carnitas at different places because i want to find a place that has actually good ones you know um and if you're not aware which you probably are but carnitas is like slow slow cooked pork that it's kind of like um it's even even when it's good it's drier but it's it's kind of like dried pulled pork or something without barbecue sauce i don't know that's how you they they kind of slow roast it usually in fat but you know you think that process would make it taste better (laughs) it does um but yeah like i said a lot of times it can end up dry and flavorless and you know pork's a really good meat but if it's not seasoned and cooked right it can be really flavorless which I guess is true. I don't know. Chicken's usually pretty solid. Even like bad chicken's good. I'd say like beef is more kind of like pork where a bad, bad beef is like, ugh. but anyway, but I got the Al Pastor tacos and I got the Carnitas tacos. I got three of each and they were, they were like the perfect size tacos where it's like, they're literally not even like trying to, um, like stuff them in your mouth they're just two bite tacos like you bite probably a little bit more than half of one easily and then you got the other half uh in the second bite and so i got six which i was like this might be too much but six of these size tacos were you know just the right amount and they were both so fucking good <laughs> holy shit i don't know what it was i think it was just that uh there was salsa kind of on them some tacos will come with salsa and some don't I'm not a guy who like fiddles with salsa if they don't put it on already i'm not gonna fucking bother with it which is weird this is a weird thing that i do but i don't like dipping stuff in sauce i don't like applying sauce myself it's just not i just like once i have it it's like i'm just gonna fucking 
just going to eat it. I don't know. Um, I guess the exception is like cheese. Like if if that Taco Bell, they get chips and cheese or the nacho fries and cheese. I'll, I'll dip that, I guess. But, but I just don't bother with it. It's too much of a hassle. And, uh, man, they were so fucking good. I got to go back. Uh, and they're, it was cheap too. Um, you have good carnitas, good Mexican food anywhere. I, I'm sure there's some places in like proper Chicago, but maybe not like suburbs. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on this tamale kick lately. Do you do you have good tamales there? Tamales are another one where there's a lot of bad tamales. <laughs> it's like, there Jesus are, Christ, there are. This is just masa. It's just like fucking raw cornmeal or whatever. Yeah, no, I. So I was going from one place to another, trying different tamales, and was disappointed in mm-hmm. all of them yeah and then sort of like in in this fit of defeat i went to the grocery store and just brought bought some frozen tamales and they were better than any restaurant so i don't know if i'm just like bad at mexican food or if the frozen tamale actually legitimately is just better than what i'm getting at stores that's kind of like what i'm talking about yeah where it's just like the store-bought ones they probably just have enough salt in it or something you know it's like maybe they just don't put a lot of salt in the protein and stuff and that can i mean salt's like to me salt's one of the biggest fucking things and restaurants have um in general restaurants have a thing where they don't want to over season the food because they're like the customer rad the salt and stuff but what that often ends up with there's not enough fucking salt it doesn't taste like anything and then there's not a salt shaker or whatever so it's not like you can add salt yourself anyway but it's just this kind of general restaurant thing that happens a lot and it's like jesus christ man you gotta use some fucking salt like you need salt for the food to taste like food you don't need salt for the food to taste salty that's like too much salt but uh, the salt is a big part of normal ass food i get fried chicken a lot you know hot chicken there's been a hot chicken kick and a lot of places had what i call a salt problem where they're so focused on dialing in the spices to get this nice spice blend but then they don't have any fucking salt and it just tastes like nothing and it's like yeah this just tastes like someone poured a bunch of spices in my mouth you know but it doesn't taste like fried chicken like you can't taste the breading like because it's just spice and you can't taste the chicken because it's just spice there's no salt that makes it taste savory it just tastes like eating a bunch of spiced dust it's really it's really not good um but you know places that are good know how to do good salt um man i think i was talking about a fish taco place that closed down recently but I've noticed on their Twitter, they're starting to open up some Sundays. So like, I haven't had them in like over a year, I want to say, and might, might be able to go get some more fish tacos pretty soon. That could be really good, but I don't know. Oh, I think what I was going to talk about is I had these smash burgers, um, from a smash burger truck and they were like Wagyu beef smash burgers. And I had them and they're like, I'd rather just go to Wendy's or something it's like i don't know wagyu beef is great i don't think wagyu beef is like meant for burgers right it's like that's not yeah, you no, don't I think want that's wasting it completely yeah because like wagyu or you know the, this good kind of japanese style beef or whatever what you want is the most pure form of the beef like you want it cooked as little as possible usually with as few like seasonings as possible and stuff and just enjoy that whereas like hamburger it's like what really matters is the ratio of fat to like protein you know um gristle or whatever and then like so it's like 80 20 beef or 85 15 or whatever but it's like that can happen with any quality of fat or any quality of meat you know it's it really you can really make a great burger out of shitty ingredients um but they had arugula on it it just tasted weird it wasn't bad it was just like oh this burger cost 15 bucks 
Yeah, a, f- a friend used to do these, I guess once a year they do this auction of like what's supposed to be the best of the best Wagyu from Japan. Mm-hmm. And he would bid insane amounts of money on these tiny cuts of beef. And, you know, he a couple times would bring them over to my house and we'd set up this little like skillet on the table and literally just like slice them very, very small, uh, sprinkle the tiniest bit of salt on it, cook them for 60 seconds, you know, and I swear, like, no exaggeration, this was some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life, but nowhere near worth the amount of money it was. You know, like, you would swear it was being cooked in butter or something from the amount of fat that would render out as you cooked it. And, you know, the, I can't even explain the flavor, but there's just no way it's worth that amount of money. It's yeah, more of a novelty, yeah. I think, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, man, you get salt on some meat. Fucking just tastes really good. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um Oh yeah, I think I know what I wanted to talk about. I I went recently um, with my friends to a Korean barbecue place, which uh, if any of my friends are listening, this isn't about you. It's not anything you did. I'm not blaming you. I just, this is my experience and (laughs) I think funny. Um, But so they they were like, oh, you wanna go to Korean barbecue? And I was like, yes. But what I meant was no, because I have I have some groups of friends when I was younger that like I would get social anxiety around and it's like if I was hanging with like one friend it was fine but if I was hanging out with like three or four I would just freak out like I don't know what the deal was like I just wouldn't be able to handle it and so then there then so those friends would always be like hey you want to go to Korean barbecue and I would be like yeah sure and then just never show up <laughs> or like i'd be like no i can't just constantly making excuses and stuff um just because the social anxiety of it all and korean barbecue is like an interesting restaurant concept in general it's not like a normal restaurant uh you cook your own you 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 order meats and they come and you cook your food on it so it's like i don't i i think i've been once to a place but it is technically possible that i've never been to like a proper cook your own kind of all you can eat korean barbecue place and so it was just really weird like we went and we sat down and there was three of us and they gave us two sets of tongs and um not three and so it was like so they started scooping the meats onto the things and i was like i don't want to take the tongs because what if they want to use the tongs I'm, i'm like worried about hogging the tongs and um then like i don't know but first before that like the pickles came out and i was like so do we are we supposed to eat like all these pickles and these sides or are we supposed to save them for like when the meats come and eat them all together you know um it's just just a nerve-wracking experience and then you know the guys i i'm like i'm so overwhelmed that i'm like i'm not wanting to make any first moves <laughs> so i'm like waiting for everyone else to do stuff and so they start scooping the meat onto the onto the grill and um then then now i'm thinking about grill space i'm like okay if i want to put some meat down Am I taking too much grill space? Is that where they wanted to put meat down? You know, and then um, it would come time to like flip the meat and it's like, are we flipping too early? Are we flipping too late? Like timing, timing the flipping was like stressing me out. And, um, and then like, there was a point where like the chicken, 
took way longer to cook. So we put the chicken on like first and then we put the beef on, but the beef would get done like way faster. And so it was like rarely clear when the chicken was supposed to come like uh, flip and the chicken was dark meat chicken and it was marinated in a, in a supposedly, I guess a specific way. So like the color of the chicken was not what you normally see. So like when it was cooked, it was still like pink, but you could tell by the texture that it's like it was cooked texture. It just is like, you know, the meat has this pigment to it or something. So like, so it looked not cooked for like a long time, but it, it was cooked. And so then it was getting to a point where the, the, the grill was pretty full of, of meats and stuff. And then the meats were getting cooked and then it's time to flip it. And then I'm like a flipping a meat and I'm like, do they want me to flip it? Am I, am I, am I, do they want it to stay on the one side longer? And I'm, I'm, I'm flipping it and it's messing up what their intention is. Like, am I, am I ruining what they want to be doing with this meat? Should I only be flipping meat that I put on myself? Because most of the meat was pretty far from me. And so I was like, I was not putting the majority of the meat on. So I'm like, were they wanting to eat all this meat themselves or were they just putting it on? Cause you got to put it on. Or so am I like taking their meat? And then, you know, then it's getting to the point where some of it's getting burnt which you know a bit of char is fine but like when it's on that point where it's starting to char up then it's like well it's gonna burn at some point so now i feel like i have to get it off and am i taking a piece that they wanted to eat because i feel like it's getting too burnt so like the whole time i was constantly second guessing myself and freaking out and worrying that everyone was mad at me (laughs) which i have no idea um but one of my friends he would uh, a couple intervals more towards the end um which you know this is like it's weird to go back to restaurants in general at least for you know responsible people for for fucking nazis and stuff i'm sure they've been doing this whole time but then to have like an early restaurant experience be like korean barbecue was like so intense it was like an end game like dungeon or something of public restaurant and um and so, but one of my friends, uh, he, he started like dishing out the meat. So he'd take it off the thing and like offer it to us, which I was like, oh, that's the fucking move. That's what you do. You know, it's not just, I'm taking all the meat myself. Um, but man, and they give you like a dish of, of two dips. And then one of the dips is also just salt and the meat was really good. But when you just like dab the salt into the, into the meat and then ate it, it was just like transcendent. It was so fucking good. It was really fucking good. Like for all the stress and stuff it was like one of the best meals that i've i've had in fucking forever and it was pretty cheap you know um well not cheap but it was like really reasonable for the experience and i was like hell yeah man i just like i wish (laughs) there was another point they gave us two tongs but they gave us one scissors and so especially with the chicken i was like i don't know if this chicken's cooked so i would cut it with the scissors but i felt like the guys were like (laughs) it's weird you're using the scissors weird like they didn't say anything but i don't know i felt kind of like judged which which to be fair scissors in a cooking context is really strange but they are very effective like it's like this weird mental hurdle to get over but i've seen people cut pizza with scissors and like there's a lot of things that you would think is what the fuck are you doing with scissors but they work really well and you know cutting the chicken like through the the thickest piece with the scissors was very easy and very quickly revealed that a chicken was cooked after it had been sitting for a long time. And it's like, we don't know if it's cooked or not, but it just seemed really weird. Um, and, and again, none of my friends did anything wrong, but I, for whatever reason, I felt kind of judged. I don't think they even looked at it or anything, but it's just like everything I did. I, like, I think everyone in the world hates me. Um, so it was really stressful, but it was really good. Um, but man, uh, yeah. Have you tried like one of the restaurants that does like fondue in a hot pot kind of thing? Because that seems like that would solve all of your problems here. 
and still yeah, yeah. experience. I haven't done fondue, but I've been to like, uh, what do you call it? A, ha- a hot pot place, like a shabby shabu place or whatever. And that, that's kind of different, but I don't know. Maybe I went to a bad shabby shabu place. I don't know, but this was like light years fucking better than any of the hot pots I've ever had in my life. You know, yeah. um, so. one of my favorite restaurants here is a place where the, the first course is they put this big vat of molten cheese in front of you and it's mm-hmm. just like an appetizer. You do bread and vegetables and apples and whatever you want to dip into it. Then they take that away Then they put this giant vat of hot pot boiling liquid and then you get to order what meats and things you want to dip into it yourself, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very convenient for me. And also, like, I think I have the same anxieties you do where I feel like I can cook the things I want at my own pace and not worry about stepping on other people's toes. The only real like problem is like, you know, you've got multiple people all trying to stick their stuff in the same pot at the same time. But other than that, you're on your own. Yeah. At the Shabu Shabu place I went to, like you got your own individual pots. So like that even solves that problem. Okay. You just get a hot pot. Um, But the fondue cheese isn't like fondue cheese or whatever. It has this complexity. I think it's because like you sometimes they cut it with beer or alcohol or something like it has this weird tang bitterness to it that I don't like, despite it being like, honestly, pretty good. But but I mean, if they gave us three tongs, which I don't know if they give you more or less tongs, whatever, or if it was a mistake, who knows? I think if they gave us three tongs, I think it would set us up to, oh, let's just put our own meat on and then we'll eat our own meat. You know, I don't know. And I don't know if that was necessarily the right move, but at least that would have made sense. I, I kind of came away with it thinking like, I feel like one of the people needs to like be the dad. <laughs> it's like, I'm in charge of the grill, you know, and I'll, I'll put it all on. I'll take it all off. I'll dish it all out or whatever. Um, which I don't know if that would have been a better experience. It was fine, you know, and, and who knows, but, uh, and again, to my, any friends who are listening, this is not, it's not a critique. This is not anything negative. It's just like it was, when it was happening and I was like freaking out the whole time. I was like, this is pretty funny. This is something I should probably talk about on the podcast. You know, I don't know been playing marvel snap kevin there's this game called marvel snap it's an iphone game i'm sure it's on other shit i think it's on pc and stuff it's a card game uh made by marvel made by the people who made hearthstone it's a lot of fun pretty addicted that's all <laughs> what like how does it compare to like hearthstone and things like that is that is it similar is it it's just really fast it's one of the fastest card games i've ever felt uh, played and there's a lot of randomness but there's also a lot of uh depth of play to it so like each game has six rounds and your deck is i want to say 12 cards and so you you unlock different cards as you as you progress through the game's kind of like mastery it's basically kind of like fortnite has like a season pass thing where every game you like get experience and stuff and as you level up and experience you get new cards um and you can make different decks and stuff, but the decks are 12 cards, very, very small amount of decks or excuse me, cards. You start with three cards every turn you draw a card. So by the end of the game, you've drawn about nine cards unless anything special has happened. And so you get through most of your whole deck every game, but not your entire deck. So if you base the deck around one card, you won't necessarily get that card, but you probably will. And um, you play your cards um, in one of three zones and and the point is each of your cards has a score and your scores get added up in that zone and whoever has the highest score in each zone wins the zone and then you got to win two zones of the three zones to win the game or if you you are tied all of your zones get added up and then whoever has the total highest wins 
um but usually it's zone by zone so it's like you start the game and you're like battling over one zone and then you expand to another zone but then it's like then they're going really hard in one zone it's like i'll just leave that zone for lost i'll just try and win these two zones because i i can let them win that zone i'll just win these two and um but then the other thing is that the zones have special abilities that are randomized because it's a computer game and so like the first zone is like cards here can't be destroyed or something you know and then the second turn the second zone reveals itself in its ability and then third zone the third uh, third turn the third zone reveals itself and so because the abilities on the, each zone are random the games are really random and it's like i would have won if it weren't for that zone or something you know so there's a lot of randomness built into it and stuff that's like i never had a chance you know um but i think that's good because it lets you um hide your own incompetence you know if you can blame an outside force that you don't have control over i think that's good for games because it's not just like man i suck and there's no excuse like there's no other reason that i lost because i fucking suck shit you know but skill does play a big part of it and it's interesting you know you can build different decks and stuff it's a lot of fun i don't know it's really cool and it's addicting there's a lot of achievements i've just been doing the achievements they like they unlock like two quests every like six hours or so. And so every six hours or so I'll log in and knock out all the quests and you can level up your cards, not like level them up, but you can make them rarer, you know, like in magic, you can get like hollow or like, like shiny cards, premium cards that are shiny. And so you can like, you can make your cards shiny and get more visual effects on the cards as you kind of like level up and and then the more shiny all your cards get gets you you unlock new cards to play with and stuff i don't know it's just really addictive hearthstone is really addictive but this is like the game is so fast like you could uh just hypothetically for instance you could you know no one would ever do this but you could for instance like finish a game at a traffic light you know like i no one no one should ever do this and no one has to my knowledge but but you could definitely you could definitely play a game in traffic um and presumably not kill anybody um so it's like and that's that's a really cool thing i like magic a lot but you know a game of magic takes the very least like five minutes probably around 10 to 20 depending on the game i'm playing a lot of magic too but anyway you know what i haven't playing is soda that i don't even think i grammared that right whatever <sighs> Kevin sent us some sodas, you guys. Kevin sent Mountain Dew Overdrive. Got the, oh, shit. I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to talk about Nazis, too, at some point, if we have time. But, um, yeah, so Kevin got Mountain Dew Overdrive. Uh, Dew with a blast of citrus punch flavor with other natural flavors there's a picture of like a mango a raspberry a lime there's, looks like a constipated duck the flamethrower for some reason there's a a surfing reindeer um there's a lot going on in this label like here i'm gonna hold this up to my camera and talk for a second here there's just a lot happening on like this is one of the probably the busiest mountain dew labels i can think of right now yeah i agree 100 percent. and uh if you want to see the label go to thathappenspod.com for video episodes um but yeah this <laughs> the 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 fucking reindeer or whatever is getting his like fur blown black blown back like that guy in the chair in those like audio ads or whatever you know with this big speakers where he's getting blown back and his ties getting blown back but is Kinda he like, like riding a skateboard or so, like a 
surfboard to me it looks like a surfboard i mean it kind of looks like a single ski but i don't think it can be a ski and there's water elements so it's got to be like a surfboard or something right yeah i i don't know there's there's so much going on here it's really confusing it's kind of like it's not bad but i would say it looks less professional than a lot of the other designs like it just kind of looked like someone slapped this together but it looks it looks fine but it's just like, like really rando Oh, this is like a jet engine boat on the right here. It's like the boat's spitting fire. I thought it was a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, it, so some of the graphic elements are like hidden behind this calorie label. So yeah. I think we're missing what's going on here a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it's available at Casey's Stores or something? Casey Groceries? Is that what it's called? It's, uh, yeah, Casey's. It's like a gas station convenience store kind of oh, thing. Oh, gas station. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so I don't have those, but Kevin does. Um you want to smell it, Kevin? I'm not going to smell it because with my mask, that's a whole yeah, thing. Okay, it smells. Maybe I can. Smell I'm some smelling mask. some pineapple. I think a little bit. Um, maybe some like mango or guava. It's a it's a lot of tropical scents in here. Um, right. Maybe a little hint of berry though, mm-hmm. like not strawberry, but I think maybe raspberry. Yeah, it definitely looks like there's raspberry, and I think this is a mango. It looks like the mango from like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, um, there's a lime on there, but I don't really, I don't smell any lime. Yeah, it's interesting that the kind of tropical notes are taking it. Yeah. They don't even say tropical; they say blast of citrus punch, which is like not like tropical. You know, punch doesn't imply tropical flavors at all. It's kind of just like you know, cherry and strawberry and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you want to give it the first try? Okay, sure. Okay, it does kind of remind me of like high C fruit punch a little bit, you know? Um, kind of like a, I don't know, like a fast food place's fruit punch out of the fountain. But with a yeah, little bit like, of, of that caffeine Mountain Dew kick at the end. Yeah, like the citrus definitely melds with whatever berries and stuff, which is kind of like fundamentally what fruit punch is, I think. It's like let's just do some strawberry and other berries and then put that with the lime and the citrus and that'll get us to punch yeah. this i mean this is not bad i would drink this but it's a very confusing clash of flavors that don't really stay distinct yeah that's the thing they kind of just meld together which is again kind of punchy um but i like it uh do i like it more than what was the other one you sent the supernova was it yeah I think I don't know. Let me get another try. Hold on. I think I like this one better, but not by much. Yeah, and also I feel like this is kind of more what I was imagining when when I was like picturing. Oh, it was Typhoon, I think. When I was picturing the Mountain Dew Typhoon, um, I think I was picturing more of this kind of punch. Whereas what they delivered was maybe more like a Hawaiian punch in the typhoon, like that, that classic, just red flavor, you know, um, this is, this is more kind of like a rounded punch. Um, that's good though. I like that. Um, Kevin, the clock has stopped. Time has we'll stopped. Have, we'll have to keep doing the show forever. We're stuck at 18 minutes and 44 seconds forever. This is like a twilight zone episode now. Well, I don't have anything better going on, so that's not a big deal. Okay. But uh I don't know. Do I mean you usually time this around an endpoint, right? So yeah, let's try that again. All right, there we go. We're looking at the clock. And if you want to look at oh wait, they can't see the clock. <laughs> they can't see the clock at home, no. That's if you just, wanna, that's just for you. 
if you want to look at us talking about the clock <laughs> man heavenspod.com um okay so so this time is right though we're good yes um okay so i guess before we tear into the next one we should probably do a quick news time you got the news time music uh yes i think news time incoming in four three two oh boy the nazis are at it again and boy are they uh this 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 elon musk twitter takeover has really i think blown past everyone's expectations on what a train wreck could even be like i think it's like it's like if you're like i don't know it's like if there's two trains coming at each other and a bunch of people were like oh man we gotta see this fucking train wreck and then just the whole world lit on fire like it's just the the entire the entire planet was now burning like that's kind of what happens i mean the whole world isn't in chaos or whatever but the level of spectacle that this has created is absolutely insane um i can't i truly cannot believe it um you know the first day or the first within the first two days elon musk tweeted to hillary clinton no less you know uh the victim of many conspiracies including the seth rich conspiracy but he tweeted to her that after oh you know this is a whole another nazi thing the nazis uh nazi broke into uh the pelosi's house and beat paul pelosi nancy pelosi's uh husband with a hammer and um when that happened conservatives didn't even that's the new thing is that conservatives aren't even stopping like as more shootings have happened conservatives haven't even like stopped to offer thoughts and prayers really they're they've just kind of skipped that and they're now going the yeah i mean if you don't want people to get shot you gotta vote for these fucking democrats out of here it's like this is what we're talking about it's 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 now it's now past the point where they have to pretend that they're not causing it and now they're saying like this is actually your fault and the only thing to do is to listen to the fascists and uh that's what happened with that attack everyone was laughing about it and saying like this is good this is normal this only happened because uh people were mean to republicans (laughs) insane insane shit but what elon musk tweeted to hillary clinton is that uh it turns out that it was a gay lover it was it was paul pelosi's gay lover um who did it which is false i probably shouldn't even be signal boosting the misinformation but it's an absolutely absurd thing the the connection no i i didn't see anyone make is that before everyone seized on that theory Dinesh D'Souza famous convict famous political convict famous propagandist famous liar um said like he tweeted like hey guys when shit like this happens I like to imagine what possible Hollywood stories like if this were a movie what possible Hollywood twists and turns it could be maybe it was a jilted lover scenario and then immediately after he tweeted that everyone's like no it actually was that like it's it's weird in this covering of it for it not to to me at least for them not to mention like which was first floated as a complete non-true hypothetical by Dinesh D'Souza and then everyone's like no that actually did happen that's what happened like I don't know it, it just seems like a missing element in these stories because like I don't know like imagine that I don't know imagine that uh like 9-11 happened and uh 
then immediately after it, like Donald Trump was like, you know, sometimes I think about 9-11 and I go like, what could have caused that? Like, wouldn't it be crazy if aliens caused 9-11? Wouldn't it be crazy if Jews caused 9-11? And then everyone was like, no, that one, that one. Yes. No, they did. They did that. It's like, you can't, you can't say someone's true or something's true because someone floated it as like a imaginary fantasy they were musing about rather than like, you know, the first guy who comes up with it has to be a like, no, I think this is true, you know, but so often lately conservatives are, are seizing on things that other people are saying is fake. You know, Chris Rufo, famous Nazi, um, starter of the CRT panic. He said so many times, he's like, the point is that CRT isn't a real thing and we will make it seem like a real thing to get political power. And then everyone's like, yeah, CRT, it's a huge problem. It's like the guy who invented it said it was fake. He said it was fake so many times. Like, uh, it, it, but, and then you can't, you can't just say that to people. You can't go, you know, the guy who invented it, so it was fake. They're like, that's what the fucking libs want. And it's like, no, he said it himself. You know, I don't know. There's a big, but so Elon Musk tweeted it to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he deleted it. He did not apologize. He didn't say anything about it. Insane thing to do. You know, people, a lot of, a lot of Musk critics likes to say, I'm sure Elon Musk is a smart man. However, these are mistakes that he's making. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't think there's any proof that he's actually a smart man. I think he's white. I think he's kind of like, I think he looks like not a dipshit. You know, he doesn't look like a crazy person. And I think, and he has an accent. And I think when you're white and you have an accent and you don't outwardly resemble a crazy person, I think society gives you a lot of like a uh, free reign, you know? And I think that's kind of his main thing. I'm not saying he hasn't done good things or whatever, you know, Tesla's, whatever, if you like Tesla's. If you drive in Tesla, for instance, you know, but you don't have to be smart to do that. You can surround yourself. And in, in America, most people do. They surround themselves with a team of people that is competent and that team does everything. One person can't do everything anyway. You know, the best they can do is be an effective leader. But sometimes being an effective leader means taking a step back and letting people do their thing. You know, so I don't. I don't buy the things that people, you know, have said on Twitter, which is always like, I'm sure Elon's a smart guy. However, it's like, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain he's not because I don't think a smart guy would have tweeted that to Hillary Clinton, even if he was trying to do like a weird Nazi shit, like, haha, Nazi dog whistle. Like, I don't think that's how they'd go about doing it. I think that's what an idiot would do. Um, but and that and things only got crazier since then i don't know uh, you know i don't know how much to talk about it it's all been crazy uh just, he said comedy is not legal we started yeah. recording this kathy griffin has just gotten banned from twitter for trolling elon yeah yeah so <laughs> one of the first things he tweeted was like comedy is now legal on twitter and today he's like <laughs> of course accounts will be banned i don't know it's always like a uh, thing i i targeted early on is like he he's he's been on about spam bots and he's also been on about free speech is only about laws there's no laws against spam bots so the fact that he's like oh we got to do free speech and also we got to get rid of these spam bots spam bots are protected speech i can make a robot tell my speech to people that's you know what using the phone is that's what using a computer is it's the same level of you know technology assisted speech that everyone does all the time and it's guaranteed by the first amendment so you can't like say whatever whatever this is stupid it's 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 crazy mastodon seems like a piece of shit i don't know i i, I made a mastodon account i don't even know what it's called because it's a fucking email address but i don't really plan on using it in the near term but hey find me it's probably it's like the sixler 
at Mastodon online. I don't know what the fuck. Who knows? The, the thing about Mastodon is you got to join a server, but the servers don't really matter, except they do. Um, like you could talk to people on different servers, but the servers still control what you can and can't say. So like, it was like, Hey, join this server. It's the biggest English speaking server on Mastodon. And you join it and it says, you have to agree never to say anything that breaks German law. It's like, I don't know what German law is. How am I supposed to fucking obey? Like, I don't know. Um, in the, in the, the webs on their app, they say like, Oh, join a server. Here's look, there's all these categories of server. And, um, I know that you could get like an email address based on, I think what server you join. And so I was like, I want to join like a funny server and it gives you emojis that are options of the different topics and stuff. And, um, at the far end to the right, it, one of the options it chose, it gives you is furry. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'm going to join, I'm going to join a fucking furry server. I want to be the Sixler at furry dot mastodon or whatever the fuck. And, uh, so you click on the furry and where it's supposed to list servers, there's no servers listed. So I'm like, why is the app telling me I can join the furry servers when there's no furry server? I don't know what the fuck's going on, but. I don't know. Is there's something very Canadian about Mastodon, and I'll just leave it at that. I'm not gonna get into <laughs> explain that any further. We also got these Haribo sour sparks. <laughs> I've ranted about Canadians in the past, and if you know my rants on Canadians, uh, it should make a little sense. But if I had to guess, any uh, who actually understood what I meant by that, I'd, I'd say zero people understood that. But hey, it's not for you; it's for me. You think we do this podcast for other people? You think this is what we would do if we were doing this for other people? Like, that's not what it's about. But we got the Haribo Sour Sparks. Oh, shit. I know another thing. We were supposed to try and talk to people about the fucking sandwich. The prime, the the, the rib sandwich from Arby's. Fuck. And next week, we're supposed to have a guest. Yeah. That's okay. Next week, we're supposed to have a guest, so we probably won't talk about it then either. Um, Whatever. Whatever. You got the Sour Sparks? I do. So these are the Haribo Sour Sparks. They come in cola and lemon, apple and cherry, and raspberry and pineapple. Weird. I was going to try and bite the the package open, but I'm wearing a mask. That's something... I wear a mask when I go to fast food, like when I go through drive throughs and stuff, and they give you the drink and they give you the straw, and I always go to bite the straw package open. <laughs> like, I have a mask. Oh, this isn't going to work. So you can right. hear us crinkling. Well, you can't hear Kevin crinkling because he's got fucking. No, I had to disable Crisp because it stopped. I updated to the new Mac OS and Crisp is not working right. It just turns off randomly. So you're hearing so the you... raw Kevin not filtered today. Right. So if you don't hear Kevin laughing, it's not because he is laughing and it's getting suppressed. It's because he's not actually laughing. <laughs> uh, but so I got this red and yellow one. I guess I'll try it. You want to talk, talk the listeners. Yeah. So the red and yellow one is, is supposed to be raspberry and pineapple. So Spencer's chewing behind his mask right now. So he's really absorbing all the scents and flavors. It's kind of recycling the scent back through his nose several times. It's like an echo chamber of flavor. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> that is a good title. Um, so some of these har- Haribos, like the F- Fantastics and stuff, are like too chewy. Like they're really hard to get your jaw around. And these, I think, are really nice uh, in, a, in a really nice sweet spot of chewiness. They're less chewy than gummy bears, I would say. Um, more chewy than gumdrops. Um, they're really sour. They're like uh, 
Very sour. Not, yeah. Not quite sour patch because I don't think there's that level of concentration of citric or tartaric acid or whatever, but they are very sour. The fruity, uh, the fruity taste of this one was, uh, uh, I think probably because of the raspberry, but raspberry has this dryness and a bit of bitterness. And so you get some of that comes through, which makes it a, a nice bit of complexity. Um, these are really fucking good. I mean, when I grab these, yeah, a similar yeah. kind of flavor to the overdrive we just tried a little bit. That, that yeah, one. The, that's got to be the raspberry, right? And then, you know, also just citric and raspberry. I'm going to get one of these Coke ones. But yeah. this is good. When I pulled this out of the bag that was sent to us by uh, Joel, um, I, I grabbed it because I was like, I, I think this one's just going to be really good and I want to eat this. <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, this is going to be an interesting one to try. It's like, I would like to eat this sack of candy. And uh, I think that one really delivered on it. Um, now I'm going to yeah. try the, the white and brown one. Okay, so this, this is supposed to be lemon and cola. And yeah, these have been sitting on my desk for a few weeks now because we pulled them out and then didn't get to it. And it's been so hard for me not to just rip into this bag mm-hmm. every every day. Yeah, the cola is more of a more of a scent note. I'm not really getting the flavor of it. So it was mostly just sour. But you know, the good news is cola and lemon at equal volumes clashing in your mouth could be a big problem. So. <laughs> It's kind of probably for the best that the Coke is a bit overwhelmed by the citrus, I would say, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a very subtle cola flavor. It's not a bad cola flavor, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's more the idea of cola than it is cola. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's our show. Sorry we didn't do a live show the past couple of weeks. Uh you know, shit comes up, I get depressed. It's not good. I've been avoiding been avoiding my own discord lately yeah you too but um you know i'm just fucked up guys like i said my my instinct is to run away from things when i'm not feeling good and that's not necessarily healthy but you know the vast majority of people listening to this don't care and don't know what i'm talking about so hey you know whatever uh but i'm never going to be depressed again so i don't foresee that having (laughs) happening anytime soon uh next week oh yeah i haven't actually confirmed them for next week but i want to get these guys called skeleton realm uh they do a podcast and a live show on youtube um i saw their tiktok videos they're really funny uh so yeah next week we're going to talk to the skeleton realm guys hopefully that'll be cool they did a pilot for adult swim called uh skeleton landlord you can check that out on youtube if you want to and then their 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 live shows are on YouTube. They also have a TikTok, like I said. If you want to check them out, uh, get a sense for what their kind of humor is. You know, I think that could be a cool homework. <laughs> uh, I think they're really funny, and uh, so that's why I asked them to be on the show. Um, and I don't know if they're actually they're not quite confirmed for next week, but look forward to them pretty soon. Either way, um, yeah, but. Join uh join my Patreon, this patreon.com slash the sixler. You get access to the Discord server that I'm avoiding. <laughs> that could be really fun. You know, it's a it's a group of really great people. They're really cool. If you want to play DD online, you know, they're often soliciting for new DD players to play in and fill in in DD games and stuff. So, you know, they're playing video games dead by daylight and stuff. It's it's a cool, it's a cool group. If you want to join in, join the chatter, join the gaming. It's a lot of fun. I taught everyone how to play Magic the Gathering uh, recently, so we've been playing Magic Arena and stuff. It's it's great. Maybe they should play Mar- Marvel Snap. Who knows? Maybe I, I probably would have been talking about it a lot if uh, if I was on the Discord. 
uh but but that's yeah that's about it for me what about you kevin you got any you know you got a patreon (laughs) (laughs) no i should but no um yeah so if you're watching this live coming up next is some of the best of channel 101 followed by real life sci-fi with wade and willie and then after that rob schraub has a brand new primitive cgi theater where he shows off some very early uh, computer graphics animations so that's up next from shrubhomevideo.com. And if you're not watching this live, you should come check us out every Sunday. So that's like from the history of videos back when CGI was a really early thing that people were using to make videos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The cool. Really early cheesy, like Tron level stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So that's our show. And, uh, you know, we like to end the show the same way we do every week. So as always, my back has been really hurting, especially when I drive and I try to drive around a lot and I've been trying to drive around a lot more just because when I'm in my car, I don't have to wear a mask and, uh, cause I'm an anti-masker, <laughs> but man, my back has been hurting. It's been fucking that up and it sucks. 